Hey guys, Dale here. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, your bench players, and free agent pool. Now, Christian, you may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, basically what they do is this app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, CBS leagues. They pull in your actual roster and your league scoring system, which is very important. SquadQL then provides like their waiver and trade recommendations. Then the app gives you rankings each and every week, and it's all based on your league settings. So SquadQL truly is your go-to app for fantasy football this season. Head to SquadQL.com, download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer, trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free from both the Apple and Android app stores. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. And joining my oh, motherfucker, I already forgot to say the blank of fantasy football. Whatever, I'm gonna keep rolling. It's fine. I'm out of uh, you know practice, but I'm gonna roll with the punches and just kind of let it go a little bit. The new puppies of fantasy football podcast. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me on this episode is the wonderful Mark. How you doing, Mark? Hey, Christian, what's going on? Doing well. First of all, first of all, Mark is one of our writers. Where can our listeners find you at? Let's start right there. Eat Nation. You can find me at AndersonT9X on Twitter. Okay. We got to get a little bit better of a Twitter handle. We, we're we going to do this with all our writers. I think you got to get a better tw- Twitter handle. So you, Dale, and Armando has all said shit about that to me. AndersonT9X? Yep. That's pretty easy. It's like a fucking Terminator number. You're a T9X. Yep. Okay. Anyways. I'm sorry. All right. So consistent, at least across the board, we all gave you the same criticism. So, yep. all right, man. Well, we're the new puppies of fantasy football. Why? Well, that's because we are young, but we're still learning and getting trained to do the right thing for you guys. I don't know, man. Well, you put me on the spot there. That's pretty bad. We, we piss all over the place, man. There we, we go. Uh, that was way better. <laughs> <laughs> We bring joy into your lives, hopefully, but we also will piss all over the place. That was way better. You should have just answered it. I don't know, man. I do these on the spot. I, like, <laughs> um, anyways, we've got a eventful show here today. Mark is going to be joining me, filling in for the sick and I don't know what else, Dale. Afraid of, his, afraid of his wife. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on with Dale anymore. I know what was going on with me, and maybe one day I'll be able to tell everybody about all the things that's going on in my life. I'm not there yet. Maybe that's something for the off season. 
Um, <laughs> but it's a mess. <laughs> now you got me interested. <laughs> well, that's a that's something for another show. We've got a lot to cover. And not a whole lot of time. It's it's the middle of the week, and we need to get you ready on your starts for this week. We need to prep you with some news. So we're going to dive right into it here, Mark. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to start with, uh, with some people that are already sitting here on, on Wednesday night, you know, going into Thursday, already ruled out for the week. Cooper Cup with a knee injury. Let's start there because I think this is – Obviously, an important injury for a lot of people. Cooper Cup sitting here right now as a top, well, was a top five uh, fantasy wide receiver heading into last weekend. Suffered a knee injury. How long is this guy going to be out? Um, I'm not thinking he's going to be out too long. Maybe a couple of weeks, just get his knee better. It's, it's a big injury to that team because they only run through four guys. I've talked about that with Dale before. You know, 90% of their their work goes to four players only. And he's one of them. So now does that bring Josh Reynolds in? I'm not sure. But it definitely helps the other guys out. I mean, they're they're going to get exploded with more targets. Right. So if we took Cooper Cup's targets, and let's say we had 10 targets, right? And we had to divvy them up. How many of those targets realistically go to the guy getting, you know, one target a game in Josh Reynolds? Uh, maybe three, four targets tops. I think they're just going to go to Cooks and Woods and just more girly uh, running probably. Yeah. Maybe a couple tight end targets. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, that's pretty pretty well said. I, I, I agree with you there. Reynolds is a, if you're desperate, kind of play. Um and not more than that to me. Real yeah. desperate for season long. Maybe a sneaky uh, DFS play, but yeah. season long you can probably find better. Yeah. Even then, um, you'll see his snap numbers go way the hell up. That's the one thing you'll see. But targets, like you mentioned, uh, it's it's really going to be about the other three guys this week. Um, and I think Woods is probably the biggest beneficiary more so than, than anybody else. I think he's the one that sees extra targets. Yeah, I can see that too. Do you think that Cup was as somewhat of a trade target being injured? Maybe someone has him and they have some guys on by and they might need to fill that in with another receiver. Think you could try to get him here? I think you could. It just depends on how do you see Cup for the rest of the season? Because I think, I don't think he's as good as we've seen in the first few weeks. Obviously, um, he is good. Uh, he's going to be a top 24 wide receiver this year, no matter what. But a top five wide receiver, I don't quite view him as that. Um, I think he's had some some explosive plays that have broken his way, but you can't always count on that. Um, and this offense, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be this all year. There's got to be something that slows them down this year. Maybe I'm just playing. Maybe I'm just being pessimistic, but I don't think this this uh, Cooper Cup is what we've seen at the start of this year. I mean, they're averaging thirty I points a game, is. so I don't know if that's going to slow down the way that McVeigh runs that offense. Fair enough. Okay. 
Um, I think if you believe that he is a top 12 wide receiver once he comes back, then absolutely. Yeah, trade target, get him for what you can. Somebody's going to be desperate at this point. They're they're 2-4 and four and can't afford to lose, so they're going to trade him for you know, a lesser wide receiver or, or a running back or whatever needs to they need to fill their their needs for the week. So I almost said fill their holes for the week. <laughs> that would have been dangerous. Yes, it would have. Yeah. So another guy that's already ruled out this week is Ryan Tannehill. That makes me feel great about my fins, my one and oh with Brock Osweiler fins, but he's gonna be starting this week versus the Denver Lions here at home. The who? The Detroit Lions. I yeah. don't know why I said Denver. <laughs> Thank you, man. That was really weird. Threw me for a loop for a second. Uh, Denver's playing tomorrow. Um, Thursday night football. So today, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's late Wednesday night. Um, I'm tired, man. I don't know if you can hear it. It's been a long day, right? First of all, Mark's got a new puppy, Okay. He's telling everybody about his new puppy. All right. That thing's <laughs> pissing everywhere. You know that for sure. Yeah, you're probably going to hear her bark a couple times. Yeah. So we're going to pause right here. Who would you rather have on your fantasy team, Brock Osweiler or your new puppy? New puppy for sure. New puppy. Good. All right. So I think the only thing this does for me is make me feel a little bit better about Albert Wilson. Yeah. How many targets did he have last game? I don't know. You're going to do that? Just like make me guess off the top well, of Well, I mean, head. that's your team. I thought maybe you do. Uh, I'm going to go with seven. I will tell you. He had, not, he had nine. Six catches. 155 yards. Damn. All right. How many did he have in regulation? Was it seven? <laughs> yeah, that seven. sounds about right. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. think he, I mean, Stills, what happened to Stills? He, is Wilson kind of passed him for targets? Um, what happened with Stills was, uh, two really ugly games, f- um, for the whole offense when they played New England and Cincinnati. And then, uh, Brock Osweiler seems to prefer everybody else. So Stills might have some value later this season, but I, uh, I already dropped them in my, in the league that I have in the one league in the in the well I have him in two leagues in the one league that's not deep that I had him would you start Albert Wilson this week going against that Lions secondary it's not very good uh, Slay's probably their best guy and he'll guessing beyond stills so I have Albert Wilson in three leagues I will probably be starting him in two of them because I'm out of options in those leagues um but I don't love it I'm starting. I'm starting Albert Wilson, for example, in a league where I have Antonio Brown on by uh, Geronimo Allison, who's both banged up and on by. But I had picked up Scantling, so I have a lot of players on by, and so I have to fill the void at wide receiver. So that's where I'm. That's the type of pl- uh, play I have for Wilson this week, like a you know a wide receiver three this week, which would maybe on a normal week be like a wide receiver four. But since there's multiple buys, including, you know, the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Packers, and fuck, who else is on buy? There's one more that I'm missing. I can't can't do this in my head, man. 
I don't have that on on top of me. Um, why would it? So, why would it be on top of you? I'm, I'm, I was looking at um, over unders and seeing what the over under was for Detroit Miami, and it's currently at forty seven. I think it's probably going to go up. It looks like a lot of books don't have it up yet since the news of Osweiler starting just kind of came out today. Okay. So I was just kind of so, seeing where their points were going to come from. And, you know, we're, we're in the point where you have buy teams, you have injuries. So you're starting guys like Albert Wilson and guys yep. that you weren't starting in the beginning of the season just because of all the changes that are happening now. We're, what is this, week seven we're heading into? Are you the type of person that likes to trade during bye weeks to avoid bye weeks? Because I feel I'm I'm three and three. I, for example, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a very real life scenario with me. Okay. Okay. I started out one and three in my league of record. I was in last place, but I felt good about my team because I had Mark Ingram on my bench. I had Sonny Michelle, who I felt was going to make a turnaround, um, and I had Russell Wilson, who started out the season slow, like he always does. Um, and so, oh, and, um, Antonio Brown, who for some reason started out the season. So I felt very good about my team. So I'm sitting here last two weeks. I've had the second highest points each of the last two weeks. And so I went from last place to the last playoff team right now. If, if the season ended, that's pretty good. You know, that's, but, that seems about standard, but I'm sitting here with all my wide receivers on by. So all of would them? you, yeah, well, the ones that I, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much all my wide receivers on oh. by because I'm starting Albert Wilson, man. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm here. Yeah. So, would you in this type of league make a trade? Let's say you could make a trade two different ways. You can give away a pick from next year for a wide receiver right now for somebody that's selling already, or you could do something like trading Antonio Brown right to someone else for someone that believes in him that he's still the number one receiver like I do. I, I think he is a top three receiver by the end of the year. No matter what, um, would you do that? No, I'm not trading Antonio Brown just because of bye week. I would look for the waivers and just try to hit someone and um, try to find something that's going to sneak me by. There's, it, it might be tough. Let's say you're two and four. Two and four, trying to make a playoff push in non dynasty. Sure, right. yeah, I, I, like a. Just a regular redraft league. I might try to move Brown and get a couple pieces, maybe from a playoff contender that has a deep bench. I mean, it's desperate times now because what do we have? Four or five weeks, and then it's the That's playoffs. You got to pretty much that two and four. You got to win four of the next five. That's what I mean, man. I'm always in kind of win now mode, and the type of person that I'll make moves just to win this week, like. You know, I, uh, what was it? Was it two weeks ago? I traded, uh, I traded a super late pick, the second to last round pick in, in a keeper league for a defense because I saw an opportunity. It was Baltimore Ravens defense who coincidentally got 11 sacks this past week. Nice. Um, so it worked out for me, right? But, um, because I, I knew that I needed to make a move. That puppy is going to piss me off. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, I'm sorry. She's but super I just, cute, though. I want to kind of give my mindset here for the listeners. It's the time to make moves, right? If you're sitting here at two and four, you need to make moves, even if you feel good about your players. 
right? Even if you like your players, you like their outlook. If that person's going on by and you're two and four, if you're the Cooper Cup owner and you're two and four, okay, tough luck. You can't sit here and wait for him to come back. If you need to make somebody else's team, like, it sucks that you have to do that, but you need to do that if you want to reclaim your team. Yep, I'm with you there. Okay. So, if you're the other owner that you're sitting there at four and two and you can deal with a loss, go get Cooper Cup from the guy that's two and four. Yeah, if you're a playoff team with with a, kind of a deep bench, you might be able to move a couple of bench pieces for a guy like Cooper Cup or Antonio Brown, someone on a bye who's desperate for a win. Yeah, definitely the week to do it, this week and next week when we have all the bye teams. Okay. All right, so let's move on. Uh, two more, one more major piece of news and then a couple minor ones. Major piece of news, Derek Anderson is going to start on Sunday. We got a Derek Anderson sighting for the Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Bills quarterbacks, pretty rough this year. Um, I'm going to do this off the top of my head, but their touchdown to interception ratio for the Bills this season is 0.3. How terrible was that pick that Peterman threw to lose the game? I mean, that was just it's, awful. It's terrible, but let me. I'm going to put this into perspective for you guys. A good NFL court, a decent NFL quarterback, decent, not good. A decent NFL quarterback will have a two to one touchdown to interception ratio. A bad NFL quarterback, a bad NFL quarterback will have a one to one touchdown to interception ratio. A really good quarterback, three to one. They have a point three touchdown to interception ratio. That is, it's not just the worst in the league. It is historically bad. <laughs> awful it's laughable yes so um it can't get much worse with Derek anderson but man that quarterback play makes me just want to avoid any bills well should we jump right into the starts of the week and talk about lashawn mccoy let's go all right clayton posted an article on his starts of the week he's got lashawn mccoy all right what are your thoughts about him I hate the Bills' offense. I also hate the fact that Clayton, being from Canada, spells offense with a C. And defense with a C. Yeah, so I understand this is uh, English in the uh, actual English sense and not English in the American sense, but it looks weird, man. Spell it with an S. This is America. This is American football. Yeah, it's not the CFL. CFL. It's awful. So right. the Colts are getting how do you up. Feel, how do you feel about LeSean McCoy? Because this, this is your classic bad team, right? Bad offense going against a bad defense. Yeah, the Colts are giving up 20 standard points a game and about 21, 22-ish um, PPR points a game to the running back position. And LeSean McCoy has actually been getting a lot of carries lately. He has not got into the end zone yet this year, but... It does kind of set up for him this game. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate the que- I'm gonna spit the question right back at you because you're you're sitting on the fence right here. Okay, where does that put McCoy for you? 
as in startable or as in like Just ranking wise? A, yeah. So is he a top 24 running back? Is he a top 15 running back? Top 10 running I, back? I'd give um somewhere between 15 and 20 this week. He had 24 carries against Tennessee two weeks ago and 16 carries against Houston last week. And let's see, five targets last week. So he had close to 100 total yards. I think going against the Colts, I could see him getting another 16 to 20 rushing attempts. Okay. Let's say you have a couple of options, right? Let's say you have... I think this is very realistic. Let's say you've got Adrian Peterson. You've got Jordan, uh, not Jordan Howard. You've got Adrian Peterson. You've got LaShawn McCoy. You've got James White. You need to start three of uh, two of them this week. Peterson, White, McCoy. Who are you starting? In standard? Standard scoring. Probably not James White. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um. Okay, right. I'm I'm gonna roll out McCoy this week. If um, I don't have him on any of my teams, but I think a lot of people will. Ha- a lot of people do have him and are gonna be in situations where they're gonna need to play him, or they're gonna be thinking about McCoy or somebody else, maybe like a Peyton Barber or some kind of like flex play that's low down there. And I would feel comfortable putting McCoy out this week against the Colts. Okay, I think Derek Anderson is is comp enough to lead the offense I know they don't really have any wide receivers but we'll see I mean Anderson could just dump it down to McCoy when he's dropping back and doesn't see anybody open and I think they might just try to rush the ball some other running back starts that Clayton listed here he's got Tariq Cohen Tevin Coleman and Sonny Michelle how do you feel let's start with let's start with Michelle let's go back to front here Let's start with Michelle. How are you feeling with him this week and moving forward? Excellent. I love what I'm seeing out of him. I was skeptical. I was one of the most skeptical people pre-draft era on Michelle. And he has, the last few weeks, he's really turned my mind around on him. I think the way, especially with Rex Burkhead being out and him being just the guy there. The only thing that's surprised me so far this season is the total dichotomy in the usage of Sonny Michelle and James White. Michelle is not catching the ball at all. When he's on the field, he's only running the ball. He's got three receptions on the season in the five games that he's played in, and that's it. And that is not something that I expected. I expected that if he was on the field for the rotation, right? I, you know, Starting from the beginning of the season, I thought there was going to be a rotation with him and Burkhead. Um, I expected him to be a three-down back on certain rotations, right, for this series, Yep. Um, which is not what we've seen. Um, he's the workhorse when it comes to rushing, right? He's got 91 attempts already on the season, 4.4 yards carry, four touchdowns, and really, in essence, most of that coming in the last three games where he's been less banged up than he was um, to start the season. Let's remember that he missed the first game, and, the, and then the next game back, he was still, you know, working his way back. Um, so, I like him a lot. I think he's probably a top 10 back for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know if that's too high. 
um, for some. And I think he's a top 10 back this week. I love him as a start. Um, Tevin Coleman. Devonta Freeman is now on IR. How do you feel about Tevin Coleman this week? Does Ito Smith keep eating into his work? I think he's going to eat in a little bit. Um, who do they have this week? The Giants. Uh, Monday night. Yep. Um, you know, I've kind of been disappointed with Coleman the last few weeks. I thought he was going to have more of a workload and – They've kind of cut some of his carries, and Ido Smith has been getting a lot of touchdowns. He's had three touchdowns in three games, I believe. So I'm still rolling out Coleman, but I'm right. I'm going to kind of temper my expectations. Ido Smith last week with 11 carries, uh, his season high, obviously, in rushing attempts. Um, but even then... Um, Smith has started in five games this week, this season. He's averaging 6.4 touches per uh, rushes, sorry, per game. Um, and I've, you know, Coleman is at 11 and almost 12 t- uh, rushes per game, um, about tw- uh, 13 and a half total touches a game for Tevin Coleman. If that continues, even though it doesn't feel like an overwhelming amount of touches. I think playing New York, it's going to be enough to be a very solid running back. I don't think he's going to crack your top five, but he'll be a top 15 running back, and I will rank him as such. So I'm definitely starting Tevin Coleman this week. Yeah, the Giants are eighth worst in fantasy points against a running back, giving up 22 points per game in standard formats. Yeah. So... um I know the touchdowns is, is really, for me, the thing that's been missing for Tom and Coleman. But he's still, I mean, even then, he's caught a couple touchdowns. He caught a touchdown last week against Tampa Bay, uh, which kind of saved his day a little bit for fantasy purposes. Um, but he'll he'll write the ship. Uh, he'll write the ship this week against the Giants. Yeah, that 3.7 rushing yards average is a little low for him. I think he can bring that up. It's lower than his career average, so... It's a high over-under on the game. So there should be points, and he'll be used a lot. Hey, look, my dog's going to bark now. What the fuck is going on with our dogs? At least you have a puppy. I have got an, a dog that's on the other end of the spectrum. It's getting so old that now he's pissing everywhere. Or whatever. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Anyway, he's like blind in one eye. Oh, man. He's good, though. He's He's still super hyper and whatever, but... He's just a dick. Uh, Tariq Cohen. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this one over to you because I am the most meh person when it comes to Tariq Cohen. I don't have an opinion. What's your opinion on Tariq Cohen for this week? So I was not a big Cohen guy, and playing DF- DFS this week, uh, one of my buddies who I talked to about it a lot was big on Cohen, and I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't, I just don't like him, and he ended up scoring a touchdown. So great, good on him. Um, I he just he is mad. Like, what's he gonna do this week? Is he gonna have nine targets and seven catches, or is he gonna have three targets, three catches, and five rushes? You know, it's, but this week going against the Patriots, I, I don't. I was big on Jordan Howard, and he's kind of not doing very well. Doing very well, and they're playing a lot more Cohen. So 
against the Patriots, maybe playing behind, he might get another nine targets. I'll give you some numbers that I think will influence you as a listener one way or another. If you're in a PPR, 4.2 catches per game with the last two weeks having seven catches in each of those. Eight and nine, eight and nine targets over the last two weeks. 121 receiving yards, 90 receiving yards over the last two games. Right, couple Huge. that with, couple that with about six and a half rushes a game. I know it's only about 34-ish rushing yards a game, um, but you put those two together, that extra work, PPR league. He's the kind of guy that you can lean on. I think he's the kind of guy. It really just depends on your format and the way that your league is structured. He's the kind of guy you would play in DraftKings, for example, in a full PPR because you're probably going to get six or seven catches out of him this week. Yep, and if you're really desperate, you can probably play him in standard if you need if you got buys or injuries. Right. I think he's getting enough work. The, in the last two weeks really show it. The last two weeks, 20 touches and 12 touches. Uh, you give me a a scat back basically that's going to get you know 15-ish touches a game and I dig that especially with Matt Nagy over there I think he knows what he has now and he's going to start using him more right all right uh just to name a couple sleepers he has here Duke Johnson and Deion Lewis but let's go ahead and move on to quarterbacks um I I really like (laughs) really like this pick just based on who they're playing but Andy Dolphin, oh my God, Andy Dalton, <laughs> what am I doing with the names here? I'm looking at. Oh, you're like Armando now. No, yeah, well, mine are just like slips, like brain farts. My room is my where I record is like surrounded by dolphin stuff, so it's probably like subliminal in my head. Andy Dalton, at home, Kansas City Chiefs are coming in. Chiefs have been terrible. Against the pass, that's my Charles Barkley impersonation. Terrible against the pass. Do you like this call here with Andy Dalton? Oh, love it. I think he's kind of been a streamer for most people. I know some people out there have been starting him every week. Uh, But against the Chiefs, you can pretty much put in Derek Anderson against them. Uh, I think Andy Dalton's going to crack, and I haven't finalized any rankings yet or but he's going to crack my top five quarterbacks this week, especially with a couple of guys like Wilson and Ben on by. Um, he's he's going to crack my top five. Um, so uh, let's see. Mahomes, Goff, Cousins. Yeah, he's going to be right in there. He might even be number four on the week for me. Yeah, the thing is, when you're playing the Chiefs, you're so far behind usually because Mahomes is just chucking it. Right. And you got to play catch up or at least stay in the game with them because the Chiefs offense is going to be scoring and their defense is susceptible. So the the offense has to keep scoring. I think the Bengals have kind of found their identity as an offense, kind of mixing it up. AJ Green, Tyler Boyd has really emerged as a red zone and wide receiver two option yep. for them must start this week. Yeah. And, um, and they seem to like what they have in Joe Mixon as well. So that offense is a whole lot better worlds ahead of what they were last year. Um, and so 
they're they're clicking and they're playing a porous defense. I uh, I really like me some Andy Dalton this week. I like this game as a whole. You numbers guy, you Vegas guy. What's the over under on this game in Vegas? That would be the highest one of the week, I believe. Right. It's got to be in the high fifties, right? Fifty-eight right now. Yeah, yeah. Knew it. And last that year, Dalton was taking so many sacks because that offensive line was so bad. He was taking like I want to say like four, maybe five a game, and he's dropped that down to two a game, average. So that's really helping him in the passing game. Joe Mixon getting the full workload, and that offense is really helping the balance of it. Some other names here that that uh, Clayton put in his article uh, that has defense spelled with a C and offense also spelled with a C. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan. I think putting Jared Goff in there is cheating. Yeah, against agree? the 49ers this week. That's That's cheating. But let's talk about a guy here that has been up and down this season. Going back to this Monday night football game. And Matty Ice. Monday Night Football at home in the Dome against the Giants. That one might be cheating as well, too, because I think most people who own Matt Ryan are starting him every week with what he's been doing. Okay. Um, I mean, if you look right. over his last four games, three touchdowns, yeah. one, three, five, and a couple yeah, of rushing that, touchdowns. Well, the New Orleans game really skews – um, the numbers, but the passing yards is really what you got to look at. 326 yards a game, pretty much. That's a good number. Yes. Um, it's surprising how poor they've played overall with some pretty good play by Matt Ryan. Yeah, the defense is just so banged up and injured. They can't stop anybody. So... All right, Matty Ice is cheating. Then let's go down the list. One more. Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's interesting. All right, so he's playing the Buccaneers, right? They have been um, Swiss cheese is a good way to put it, I think, yep. on defense. Third most points against to the position. Holes everywhere. Um, Baker Mayfield has been kind of a trendy pickup. Are you rolling the dice on May- Mayfield at Tampa Bay? That's actually a good question because I picked him up last week and started him against the Chargers, and that was a big mistake. I started him over Russell Wilson, another big mistake. But this week I am starting him because that Bucks defense is so bad, Baker Mayfield is going to want to make up for his bad game last week. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple guys that are kind of widely available, um, and you tell me which is the one that you would start this week. you okay. got three options here. Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, Blake Bortles, go. Which one are you starting this week? Baker Mayfield with the rushing ability. Okay. Um, how do you feel about – I'm going to give you this last one. Flacco at home against New Orleans. The only thing is about this matchup, New Orleans coming off thereby. Yeah, so I was kind of looking at that earlier, and Flacco's been pretty good so far, but I think the Saints defense is ready to step up and be somewhat what we saw last year. I think they're better than what they've been, and that bye, maybe they got it together, but I think I would rather play Mayfield going against a terrible defense versus Joe Flacco, who you know we kind of made fun of for the last couple of years. Okay. Makes sense. I I don't have a problem with that. 
Um, so, all right, let's move on to well, let's just name a couple sleepers that he's got at the uh, at the quarterback position quickly. Mitchell Trubisky playing the Patriots and Dak Prescott against the Redskins. Any comments there? Uh, Trubisky's probably a good play because he's going to have to keep up with the Patriots. Uh, Prescott, I don't know. I he he's only thrown for over two hundred yards twice this year. Twice. I kind of feel I I agree with you there. I'm avoiding Prescott, um, even though he added he he's been adding some work on the ground this year. Um, Thirty four yards a game, rushing with eighty two yards last game. But I agree with you, man. There's just not enough there to to rely on it. So. Um, uh-huh. I think there's better options. I would rather play a guy like Joe Flacco, even though you mentioned the New Orleans thing, and I think he's widely available. So I'd uh, play Flacco I'm, over Prescott. I mean, that that Dallas Washington is one of the lowest over unders on the week. What's the over under in Baltimore, New Orleans? Just curious. Forty eight, forty nine and a half, fifty ish. Okay, so yeah, I'm getting decent at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a delinquent. No, what's the word I I called you the other day when you delinquent? No, that it wasn't delinquent. It was something else. It was uh, fuck. There's a better word. Whatever. Let's move on. Um, let's go to wide receivers here. Starters here. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is his uh, standout start of the week here for the wide receiver position against the Rams. Um, this is kind of crazy to me how good the Rams have been while also being not great on defense. Um, so how do you feel about Goodwin? That's a good question. I would be skeptical starting him. I understand what Clayton's saying and why you should start him, and he had a huge game against Green Bay that kind of came out of nowhere. But If Goodwin's healthy, yeah, throw him in your lineup, start him, because he has the speed and the catchability to make something happen when he gets the ball. And he, they're going to be playing from behind. Is that game in London this week? I think uh, I think this is the London game. Yeah. Is it London at 9 a.m.? Ugh, that sounds gross. Well, I know there's a 9 a.m. game, and it's the London one, but... Uh, no, it's Titans-Chargers is the London game. Oh, okay. Titans-Chargers. Oh, good Lord, that's going to be ugly. <laughs> Yes. I already picked up the Chargers defense in a couple of leagues. So San Fran's at home. That's a kind of a high over under. They're ten point underdogs. You know, we're playing against the Rams. What's uh what's the San Fran implied total? Fifty two over under ten point dogs would put them around twenty, twenty two. That's pretty low. Um, I don't know, man. I, I like it. The only thing that worries me, when I look at wide receivers, um, after I look at yards, the next biggest thing to me is not touchdowns. It's targets. And the targets have not been there for a good one. He got his highest target numbers last week when he had five. Five targets is not cutting it for me. But the defense is it's it's porous. It is a very good matchup. They're at home. Um, San Fran has been competitive at least when they played Green Bay. I think they can be competitive against the Rams. I, th- I don't think they're going to get blown the hell out. 
Um, and so somebody's got to score points to keep up with the, that Ram offense. Um, I'd say Goodwin is a wide receiver three of the high-end variety. Um, he's a guy that would probably end up ahead of guy guy that I mentioned early in the episode, like Albert Wilson. He'd probably be ahead of him. Yeah, uh, that's a good comparison. I might actually lean Wilson over Goodwin. Okay. I just right, don't feel – like you said, I don't feel comfortable starting a guy getting – five targets as his max he's got to he's boomer bust he's got to hit the home run to pay off for you okay tyler boyd emmanuel sanders and alan robinson are the next three we mentioned boyd going against the chiefs um even you know sometimes you feel a little weird playing a guy that's coming off a big game because you feel like he's due for a letdown I don't think that's going to happen with Tyler Boyd. I think he's due for another big game. Yeah, now we're talking about receptions and Tyler Boyd or targets and Tyler Boyd is getting the targets. So that's a guy you want to play. Right. Over his last 3 weeks, 9 against Pittsburgh, 7 Miami, 15 against Atlanta and that shootout. And he's his catch rate is pretty good too. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders tomorrow uh, tonight. Sorry if you're listening to this um, on Thursday against the Cardinals. How do you feel about Sanders? It's been I was pretty talk- hit and miss. Yeah, I was talking to Armando about Sanders, and he kind of turned my head on him. I didn't realize that Sanders has 500 yards so far this season because he's only got only two games over 100. He's not scoring. Yeah, that's the issue. And the, yep. I think the Cardinals only gave up one touchdown to a wide receiver, and that was last week. Right. So, against the Rams. <laughs> so a Thursday. No, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Minnesota. Broncos played the Rams. Sorry. It was against the Vikings. I think it was yep. Thielen. Yeah. So it, it's a tough start. Uh, Thursday games. I think this might be one of the lower th- scoring Thursday games. We've been used to a couple blowouts lately. Okay, lower scoring Thursday night game. I don't disagree, um, but the good thing with Sanders, I think he's got a solid floor, especially with those target numbers. 7, 14, and 10 over the last three weeks. Um, I think you're looking at another double-digit target night for him against Arizona. Um, I would expect uh, 7 to 10 fantasy points. I don't think he scores, but I think you're going to get 70 to 100 yards receiving. Yeah, I'd take that with the chance of a touchdown. So I'm playing someone like that. It's a tough start on a Thursday, but I'm plugging him in. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, And then last but not least there, Allen Robinson. Uh, Yeah, I kind of prefer Gabriel more, but. You're playing Allen Robinson against the Patriots. Yep. Uh, I think it's a good matchup. All right. So let's move on. Uh, sleepers here, Antonio Callaway and Willie Sneed. Let's Ooh. move on. Last but not least, tight ends. A guy that Armando and I mentioned a couple weeks ago, several weeks ago, as a guy that uh, was due for some production moving forward at the tight end position in Austin Hooper. And he's uh, 
you know, he's kind of delivered over the last – he's done exactly what we said he would because he's played Pittsburgh, then Tampa Bay. He ended up with 12 and 10 targets over the last two weeks and nine receptions, um, over 70 yards in each game, scored last week against Tampa Bay. So he's been pretty much exactly what you could hope for. And now this week, Monday Night Football against the Giants. Yeah, Austin Hooper started off a little bit slow, but now his targets are going way up. He was playing two teams that aren't good at covering the position, and last year the Giants were one of the worst at covering tight ends. They're better this year. But it seems like Matt Ryan really likes Hooper, and he's kind of cemented himself as one of the top targets in that offense, especially when, you know, we got to remember that Sanu, I think he left last game, and so did Ridley. So that helped him out against Tampa. So I think those guys are still banged up. They might play, but it definitely helps out Hooper. Okay. All right. I like Hooper a lot again this week. Um, I think putting George Kittle on your list is cheating, Clayton. Let's talk about C.J. Ozuma against the Chiefs. You, he's really pounding anything against the Chiefs this week. Makes sense with the lines on that game, right? Yeah, definitely. And the Chiefs are third worst against uh, fantasy points against the tight ends, giving up 10 standard points a game to the position. Right. And now he's the, the only tight end on that team with the other two out. The guy that's been... A, the epitome of the tight end position, which is just kind of average every week, is David Njoku, right? But his target numbers seem to be just not as – yeah, his target numbers and his reception numbers seem to be kind of creeping up every week. 12 targets last week for Njoku, 55 yards and a touchdown. You think he can kind of replicate those numbers at the tight end position against Tampa Bay? I would think so. That's – a game where there's going to be a lot of points scored. 50 over under right now. Tampa can score. Cleveland can score. It just depends if Cleveland can shut them down on defense. Cleveland's defense has actually been pretty good, but the targets that Najoku's getting, you're plugging them in, especially with how bad the tight end position has been. If you're getting anywhere over seven, eight targets a game at the tight end position, that's a win for you. Yep. All right. Um, the tight ends that we mentioned here, just to recap, Austin Hooper, we mentioned, uh, George Kittle, CJ Ozuma and David Njoku as starters and a couple sleepers that he mentioned, Vernon Davis and Benjamin Watson. Anything you want to add? Nah, just sleepers. You got to be desperate to play guys like that, but the tight ends, a desperate position. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Get your desperate trades in. Get your desperate questions into us at Eat Sleep FF throughout the week. If you're not an Eat Nation member and you want priority questions, you can do so by hitting that subscribe button on our website for as low as $5 for the rest of the year. You can also check out our DFS lineups there on Eat Sleep Fantasy from our coming from our DFS and, and Dynasty pod. They have... They're $5 weekly lineups, or if you want to sign up for the rest of the year, you can also do that at the bottom for $50 for the rest of the year going all the way through to the Super Bowl. Those include lineups for FanDuel, DraftKings, and Thrive. So you can do that on our website right on the main screen. Um, so you can do that there. Mark, one more time, where can our listeners reach you at? 19X Android something. Yep, that's right. Uh, on Twitter, Anderson T9X. Hit me up for any questions you have. 
and I'll try to answer them. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. I, I can't close episodes. Can you close the episode for me, man? All right, E-Nation. Thank you for listening. Check out the website. Hit us up on Twitter. Follow us. Subscribe to the podcast. And we will talk to you all later. <laughs>